I want to personally welcome you to the Dream Talk podcast with Algernon Hall. Dreams are the foundation of this world. Dreams matter. Our dreams matter. It's time for us to dream, believe, and make history. I'm ready. Are you? Let's take this journey. What's good with you? This is Algernon Hall, a.k.a. The Dream Catcher, your dream coach, man. And I'm ecstatic. I'm excited because we're back. We keep going in new levels on this podcast. And, man, understand this. This is a simple uh, phrase that that I found somewhere, that qualities of strong leadership are easily understood, but putting them into practice is the tricky part. Good leaders are hard to find. I mean, I'm sure that some of you have worked for a manager that was... Not so good. Uh, a manager that you felt was unfair, a manager that didn't know the first thing about leadership. What is a good leader? What does that look like? Well, today, it's my pleasure to have a good friend um, and a brilliant thinker and a director of software development, Paul De Palma. Paul, thanks for coming on the show. How are you? Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> Paul, so we're talking about leadership and, um, you know, and... You know, good leaders are hard to find, you know, and as we were thinking about this and as we were talking, you know, as, as we were on play days and stuff like that and talking about topic and how important leadership is, what is a good leader? Like, what does a good leader look like? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of leaders and, you know, you see them everywhere. You see leaders in your, you know, your home, your church, you see them, you know, in your community, you see them in government, you see them everywhere, like in your office. And, you know, a lot of leaders that you see are, you know, not doing a good job. You might think you have you know, better ideas than they do. So, uh, you know, I kind of, I found a couple things along the way of what a good leader is, and it's it's hard to nail down, but I found this really good test, if I can go over it real quick. Absolutely. Please. So, <clears throat> it's, it's called a true leader, and it's called the mirror and the window test. So, how do you find a good leader? You give them the mirror and the window test. It's an it's interesting concept, and it really clicked for me, so I just mm-hmm. want to share with you guys. Sure. So, it's about good times and bad times. So, when things are going really well, your good leader will go to the window and look out and say, thank you for what you guys did. You did hard work. Thank you because things are going well because, because of you guys. The, right. the, the true leader is the one that steps out and looks out the window and praises others. Now, the bad leader will go out to the window. When things are bad, he'll say, it's your fault. You did, you did the bad thing. You know. You're not doing a good job. Right. The, now, the, the bad leader, the true, sorry, the false leader is the one that goes to that window and does the exact opposite. And you'll see it like everywhere. You'll see the boss that blames people, you know, puts people down, that kind of thing. And you'll see the good leaders that, you know, go praise people and say, hey, it's your hard work that makes us good. And right. So now the mirror is the other side of it. You know, when, uh, when things are going bad, things are, you know, down, you know, you're, you're not succeeding. The good leaders, they go to the mirror and they look at themselves and they say, listen, man, you can do better. You know, let's let's focus up. What can I do better? Like, how can I change to make the outcome better? Right. And that's a good leader. That's a true leader. And that's yeah. something that I look for when I look at someone who's a true leader, like in my workplace and wherever, in my community. Right. But the bad leader, when things are going well, the false leader goes to the mirror and says, it was me. I did it. Right. You know, I'm responsible and I, right. know, I'm the true you know, leader. Uh, so I think there's a big difference there. If you look at anybody... In all walks of life, you'll see this, you know, this stark contract between the mirror and the window. So, I don't know, just try it out at home if you guys, uh, you know, I can explain it more online if you guys want, but 
Yeah, just try it out. The That's window good. and the mirror. So. That's good. And and, and that, as you were talking, I'm, I'm thinking about situations because, I mean, bad leadership is, is toxic yeah, sure. to the workplace. And I recall working for managers that they only talked about the negative things. Sure. And you talked about appraisal. Like, you know, it's important to let your team know that you're doing a great job. But there's some leaders that are out there that see it differently. There's some even leaders that's out there that lead with the fear tactic. Oh, yeah. And that's toxic. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, that's definitely toxic. And, you know, for and what it also does is for somebody that's aspiring to to become a manager, what it, what it essentially does is a lot of times it, it really discourages them. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean, what are some ways, you know, do you think leaders are born? Do you think it's, it's, it's something that's instinctual for people or do you something, is it something that can be learned? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the short answer, yeah, leadership is definitely instinctual. You know, it's based on survival. You know, we got to survive. We got we to gotta lead just to survive. You are know? we all born leaders? Are we all born leaders? Yes. Okay. Now, I'll caveat that with the true and the false leaders. Okay, talk people, to me. Everybody's born to lead. But many people fall into the trap of being a false leader. They go and they blame people. You know, they're they're the they're the head of the group, and they use fear to you know put people down and keep them down so that they can be the leader. A lot of people do have that, from what I've seen. But there are good leaders, people that are born that are just they know how to, you know, they know how to bring people along. They know how to be, you know, cooperative leaders. They know how to uh, you know really, you know, turn other people into leaders. That's kind of another big part of leadership is you have to. If you're a good leader, you're looking to make the people underneath you, the people that you're in charge of, leaders. You want to raise right, them up. Right, right. And a lot of people go the opposite way. Right. So everybody is a leader, in my, in my opinion. You know, you see them everywhere. But some people raise their coworkers and others put them down. Right. So, so that's the, another thing I see. You know, it's, it's pretty clear to see who's, who's making leaders and who's breaking leaders. You even see leaders that are basically intimidated and that's why a lot of leaders won't develop their team members because they're afraid, yeah. you know, that, that they might eventually become their boss yeah, or, or, sure. or they want to hold on to the knowledge. Yeah. And, and that's a bad and that's bad. I yeah. think that's also a reflection of a good leader. If you can see that you're bringing up leaders. I mean, take, for example, I don't like the New England Patriots. And here I go with another <laughs> yeah, sports. sports analogy. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think about it. So Bill Belichick just basically had their defensive coordinator. He just became the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Right. Leadership. Yeah. Also, the offensive coordinator just turned down the head coaching job with Indianapolis. So but cool. So even though he turned it down, so now you got a leader that is obviously developing right. other leaders. Yeah. You know, so that, that's a sign of a great leader. Yeah. yeah, you see it a lot of times in the NBA, too. A lot of the coaches go from... You know, from Phil Jackson, he made a lot of leaders, and uh, right. Greg Popovich, a lot of Greg leaders Pop- came out of him. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Doug Pete, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So why is good leadership important, and, and is it important in every area? Is it important, you know, for, for the company? Is it important for the, the educational system? Is it important for the team? Like, why is good leadership important? And yeah. should there only be one leader? Right, yeah. yeah that's a, I mean, certain people feel that way, but I think... Um, I feel we have a lot of problems to solve and we it doesn't it's not instinctual that you should but there should be a lot of leaders you need you need a lot of people thinking about these problems so you've got problems in your community you've got problems in your workplace we need a lot of good people thinking about these problems and how to fix them so when I talk about leaders create leaders 
even though it's people think that they shouldn't be, we need more leaders, not less, and more good leaders, not less. So we have a lot of false leaders out there, but we also need a lot of good leaders. It's you know we have big problems that we need to solve, you know, at home, in the workplace, your community. You need more people to be leaders. You can't just put it on one person's shoulders and expect it just to right. fix itself. So right, that's right, just kind of how I feel about it. How can one improve their their, their leadership skills. I'm a manager, or I have aspirations on going into management, um, and I know I'm not the best leader. You know, I know for me, I feel like I was a leader early on. You know, um, I was a quarterback of the football team. You know, um, I'm not easily influenced by the group. You know, um, I think about what's good for everyone. I just have that. I'm a caring person. I care about others. And I think that's important as a leader. You need to care about others. But, you know, if I want to, for a person that wants to improve their leadership skills, like how do they go about that? Yeah, it's a lot of uh, a lot of good things to do there. Um, I read a lot, so I guess I kind of just pick up tips here and there on how to do it. So um, back to one point you said there, um, can leadership be learned? And definitely can. I mean, just do a lot of reading. You know, listen to your podcast is one example. But, <laughs> but you've got you know, you've got so many resources out there to be a better leader. You've got so many books. You know, just go to the library. Just start picking up leadership books. Right. Um, so many good tips out there. Um, a couple things that I found that made me a better leader. Um, the biggest thing is listening. So mm-hmm. listening to others. It's it's really it's really important. It just the fact of listening kind of helps you develop develop the empathy. You want to see people's problems. What's you know what's going on? What are the issues? Let me first listen. I just want to hear it. I want everybody to chime in and say, you know, I want to see what's going on. All right. So then, if you do good listening for a while, good quality listening, like really like connecting with somebody, see what their problems are, and then from there, then you just kind of develop this mentality of how do I fix it? How can I solve it? And you develop it from like a a point of being good rather than being you know dominant. So when you see people having problems, you listen. You say, listen, I can solve that problem. I'm a smart person, you know. Right. And just by listening, you become a leader. Like, you don't think of a quiet person as a leader just because right. they're not the one, you know, talking. But the people that listen the most are the, are the true leaders. They're the true. ones that actually will come out and say, I can fix your problem. And I'm not going to I'm not gonna just hold you over the fire. I'm right. going to help you fix it. So, right. So it's right. that empathy. That's, that's one big thing, listening through empathy. Um, the second thing, it's something that was really important in, in my development. It's It's... It's something that you just kind of have to do. You have to be a skeptic. It's, it's one big thing. You have to start asking questions. You have to kind of break the mold of what's been done. Right. So you just kind of have to always say, you know, why aren't we doing this? Like, why can't we, you know, why can't we just have a, you know, a meeting, a team meeting? Like, why can't we just all, you know, go solve a problem together? Why does it have to come from above? Or why, you know, why is um, the things we've been doing for the last two years hasn't been working? You know, right. why are we doing that? Let's, you know, let's just change the game. Let's turn right. things around. Right. So just being that, that constant skeptic and not not in like a, a demeaning way. You know, just definitely just just ask questions. Say, hey, why are we doing this? You know, can we talk for a couple minutes? You know, um, even, you know, grab your boss, grab your, your leader, grab your church leader, grab whoever, and just, hey, hey I want to ask you a couple questions. How, you know, right. why are we doing this? Can we have a, you know, can we do something different? Can we do something better? That kind of thing. Right. You, know, you could just, yeah, just be a, a skeptic. You know, be polite about it, but but right. also, uh, yeah, just, just question things. It's, right. Uh, you know, you look at some of the big companies that are really successful, like um, even like Airbnb. Like the big question there was, all right, you know, I want to offer something that the hotels aren't. I want to offer, you know, just sharing people's cool houses. You know, right. I want like why does the power have to be in the the hands of the hotel owners? Put it back to the people. Same right. thing with Uber and Lyft. Right. The big question there was, hey, 
why are the taxi companies in charge? Let's just flip that around and right. just ask why. Right. And then from, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into the politics of, you know, who should own the, you know, taxis versus, you know, right. Lyft or Uber, but they just ask the question, they change the, you know, spin the box and turn it, turn it back around and say, hey, why aren't we doing this? So. And, and, and leadership is influence. You know, I, I think about that, and as you were talking, leadership is important in so many different ways in our world, because even in the household, you know, as a man of the house, as as a father, as a husband, leadership is important. And you talk about empathy and listening; those are key components that one needs to have in a relationship. The same goes. The same is for for a wife or a mother. Leadership is important for the children, for the daughter. To you're a role model. You know, so it's very important. So it's not just from a corporate standpoint, but in life. Sure. We need to become better leaders. Yeah. Again, because we never know when we're going to. I mean, even even if you're not a manager, even if you are the head of your department or you're leading up a particular project, it's important because you know you're part of this team, and by you stepping up and being a voice. And again, you don't have to be the vocal person. You could be the person that's strong administratively. And leadership can be, you know what? I'm taking ownership of this. And that's what a leader is, right? Yeah, ownership's Ta- a big part of it. Yeah. Taking ownership. Yeah. You know, so, you know, talk to me about these um some other things. When you talk about creating leaders, you know, um you say leaders create leaders and you talk about being a um, a skeptic, but you know, you also were talking about capturing ideas. So talk to me about that. Yeah, capture ideas is is kind of born out of efficiency. So you want to be, um, you know, productive, efficient. So capturing ideas is from that. But then it it kind of turns you into a leader by you know writing your ideas down is is a, the biggest thing you could do. So and why is that important to write your ideas down as a leader? It's it's a way to give yourself feedback. So. If you notice something and you want to take action, everybody's thinking, you know, I want to, I want to lose weight, I want to do this, I want to start a business, I want to start that. The first place you start is writing things down. You just say, here's mm. my idea, I'm just going to write it down. You know, whether you do something with it today or tomorrow is, is up for, you know, discussion, but just write things down. Start getting your ideas out of your head, put them on paper, and then from there you have this whole bunch of ideas. You have these whole, this, you know, new directions of places you can go. So just get your ideas on paper. It's... It's a small thing, but it kind of changes your mind. It, it takes you from, you know, following, being a follower, following others of what people think, and it just really just flips it on its head and just says, hey, I'm going to write my ideas down. I want to get things on paper to what I'm going to do. And then from there, it kind of just builds kind of just a, just a general frame of leadership. I want to lead in my, you know, my career. I want to lead in my, in my community. I want to just write things down, get some ideas on paper, and then take it from there. Then you can start, you know. You start planning. You start getting feedback. You start running ideas through your head. So, it's 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 not it's not a typical leadership thing, but just capturing ideas is, is a, a big part of it. It's one of those those soft things that you can just do to kind of change your change your mindset. Gotcha. Yeah. Talk to me about a toxic experience that you had. Not so much of you being a leader, but where you were, you had leadership. And it was toxic, and it was a bad leader. What was that like? What were some things that he or she did that made that environment toxic? Oh yeah, uh, get a lot of classic, classic managers that are into micromanagement. So uh, and that's, that's a toxic. There's plenty of them, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> micromanagement. Yeah. So micromanagement is is not so much about somebody trying to you know uh, really keep things in order. And you know what? Yeah, define this because a lot of the listeners. Yeah. 
some people may be micromanagers and not even know or think that they're micromanaging. Yep. So, I mean, l- l- let's just be real. I mean, yeah. some of us think that, you know what, I'm being hands off. Right. But what, where does micromanagement come? Is it insecurity? Yeah. I- I- is it... Is it that that perfectionist mentality? Yeah, it is a it's a factor of control, which uh, I've seen people that want to keep control, and it doesn't come it doesn't come across as bad, but it ends up being toxic. Like you said, <laughs> I want to have control over everything, but what you should be doing is is delegating. You should be putting your trust in people. I talked about empathy before, but you should be putting at least a good amount of the trust as a leader in others. You have to basically say, I know you might. You know, falter here, but I need to give you the I need to give you the opportunity. I need to I need you to lead. I need you to be my leader, because I need you to just I need you to grow. Essentially, I want I want my workers, my coworkers to grow, and that's that's the biggest part of, of delegating. So if you have someone who's micromanaging, telling people what to do, you know, do this, then do that, then do this, then do that, you know, a the person feels like well I'm not trusted. That's the biggest part. You know, he doesn't trust me because he has to tell me exactly what to do. You know, I've been working here for five years and he's still telling me. <laughs> He or she is still telling me, you know, exactly what to do. So um, that's a, a breach of trust, in my opinion. So if you're micromanaging someone, your trust is basically going away. And the flip side of that is micromanaging makes your coworkers weaker, not stronger. So if you mm. want to, you want to raise the leaders up. You want to have a stronger team. If if you're making leaders, your team's going to get stronger. Right. But if you're not, if you're micromanaging, saying do this, do this do this a certain way because I said so now you're not you know nobody's growing they're just you know right so they that's following what I felt. Yeah. yeah they're just following suit yeah yeah so anyway I think I think a lot of people don't want to be led that way even though they end up stuck in a job where they are led that way and they think it's okay I think people deep down inside don't like that they don't like to be micromanaged and I think a lot of your listeners might you know feel the same way is that it just doesn't feel good I mean they might be stuck there but it just doesn't feel good so how about the person that's an introverted person? I mean, a lot of introverts, as crazy as it sounds, end up starting businesses. Yeah. And you have to work with people in your office. You have people working for you. Does that? Does he or she need to um, develop a comfort level in, in terms of communication? Yeah, it certainly is. Um, I think I'm an introvert, so I can speak to that a little bit. Um, introvert. Are you really? You think you're an introvert? I think so. I okay. Know. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, introversion starts with listening, and I think that's really important. A lot of a lot of the introverts you see around are actually they're quiet, but they're hopefully they're listening. You know, they're they're the ones that are quiet but paying attention. So if if you're an introvert and you're looking to take that next step, you just have to keep listening. But then you have to just turn that around a little bit by being a skeptic, by uh, you know being a good listener, writing things down. Um, delegating to other people, you know, delegating work. If you're if if you're in a team and you're kind of looking for others, you know, you can just um, kind of turn that around from being a quiet leader into a vocal leader. It's It takes a little bit of time, um, but just know that if you're a quiet leader, you are listening and you're doing, you're doing the right thing by listening. So I just, some advice is that turn that listening into being um, more vocal, but vocal in an empathetic way, kind of saying, hey, can we talk about this? I think I have some good ideas. Let's, you know, and... You might be up against a micromanager, and it's tough for an introvert to go against a micromanager. It's kind of it's a really tough thing to break because when you say, "Hey, I have an idea," they might say, "No, let's use my idea," and that's it's a tough situation. So, in uh-huh. that situation, I'd probably move on and kind of look look for another place that has good leaders that you can kind of tell the maybe use the window in the mirror test and kind of say, "Hey, um, 
there are other leaders out there that are true. Maybe I'm not in the right place, but um, that's up to you to figure out. But I think uh, it's just something to keep in your head if you're not getting through to your boss, if you're being micromanaged, just definitely um, keep trying or look around. It's, it's, the, yeah, it's tough. So. Do you think that, that leaders um, lead by example? Do you, do you think that they should? I remember, you know, um, I was working in New York City, and I had aspirations on going into management, and I got offered a logistics position at Target, and it was it was a great experience for me. You know, I had to manage over sixty um, team members, um, but logistics is tough. I mean, you you have these trucks that have to get offloaded, sure. and on a Saturday, on a Friday night, these young employees they get their check, they call out. Right. You're expected, based on the forecast, to you know to offload and to push a certain a volume. Okay. But when you don't have the numbers, when you're supposed to have 32 employees and you only got 16 that come to work, yeah, sure. there have been times where I had to jump in the trailer with a tank top, Indeed. and I had to you know I had yeah. to get the job done. Sure. But I found that I was I was not effective because as a leader, if I'm in the trailer, I can't see what's going on. Oh yeah. So I think that as a leader, you have to find a balance. Um. To I, I think that there, do you think that there are times where you have to jump in and get your hands dirty, or do you think a leader yeah. should always be on the perimeter so they can delegate and so they can manage efficiency for that particular project or yeah, no. for the corporation? That's a, that's a valid point. Yeah, I definitely. You have to jump in at some point. You have to kind of get your feet wet. You have to be show people that you're hardworking. You know, not that you're just sitting in the office. You know. You have to make sure that people just kind of see you as, as a true leader, but someone who's willing to, you know, help the team. So right. I mean, you're basically part of the team. So um, I guess in your example, yeah, it's, it's tough when you're low on resources. You have, you know, not as many people as you need to get the job done to hit your numbers. That's, that's a tough spot to be in. Um, but at the same time, I guess I think in situations like that, I found myself in the same situation where we're, you know, we lose resources, which affects deadlines. We're working. Uh, so we we're to, doing more with less. Oh yeah, like, yeah that's definitely. the way the corporations now. We're yeah, doing yeah. more with less. Yeah, exactly. Um, but out of amongst your thirty-two leaders or so, you, you have to find some of these true leaders, the people that are at the top, and you have to kind of ask them to be the good example. If you can't jump in the truck, if you have to manage, you have to ask your top leaders and say, "Hey, listen, you're the top. You're my top five. Gotcha. I need you guys to lead. You know, we can work on a win-win situation where." You know, maybe I'll give you a bonus for, for being a good leader. And then, because you're going to help the company, you're going to help the morale of the, the rest of the bottom people that aren't, you know. Maybe, and that five, it, it, it feels amazing when, when you go to the five and, and, and you give them ownership. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. you and, say, and, hey. and, 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 and they look at the situation and say, you believe in me. Yeah. And definitely. they want to run harder for you as a result of that. Yeah, definitely. And it's a win-win. You got to, you know, you know, treat them well, but say, hey, you're a leader. I'm putting my trust in you. And, you know. You know, work together. We'll make uh, we'll make the rest of the company stronger. So yeah, it's it's a tough situation when you don't have enough people. And yeah, there's a couple things you can do to help it. Um, yeah, one of them is yeah, trusting your leaders. I think also to be a good and effective leader, a leader needs to have healthy boundaries. So I've seen, especially for younger leaders, okay. I've seen leaders, and I was one of them, where you know you feel a way to build morale is to be friends with your team. Sure. Yeah. And a lot of times that puts you in a, a tough situation. Yeah. 
especially when it comes to holding people accountable. Hey, we just was out, you know, this, that, or whatever. I thought we were friends. And some people don't know how to draw the line. Yeah. So I think that, you know, talk to me about, do, do you think that leaders should develop healthy boundaries? What should that look like? I mean, what's acceptable and what's not? And, and, and what what are some scenarios that could be toxic for a, work, a workplace? Yeah, certainly the yeah the friend thing is tough. Um, yeah, I've seen it in a couple of instances of my own. It's um, I was in a situation also where um, the other, like the CEO and the CEO, were telling my bosses not to hang out with us more often. He said, you know, don't talk to, don't talk to coworkers. And I think going too far is not not healthy. You need you need to have a, a trusted friend as your leader. You know, someone you trust, someone you respect. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, getting drunk in front of your coworkers is not also not, <laughs> not a good thing. It kind of takes you down a couple of pegs. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so there is a balance there. You're right. You know, you need to be your your coworkers need to trust you. Um, the people who you're leading need to definitely trust you. You have to be kind of in the weeds with them, kind of you know doing the doing the hard work with them, um, but also you know not not kind of let yourself get too loose. And it, it's it's hard, you know. And you right. you grow attached to the people you work with. It's it's hard right. to do that and. Right. It's, yeah, it's hard to find the balance, and <laughs> uh, but to basically say no, I'm I'm gonna sit in my office, and you guys, you know, we we can have no relationship is is yeah. too far. It's still right. You're right. right. There's a balance. Yeah. Right. So talk to me. You said about the reading, man. Talk to me about some really good reads that that some of our listeners can can help to develop their leadership styles. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I have a list of books that are on my shelf that I I go to all the time. Um, couple of them are some good short leadership books some of them are you know some longer ones um yeah i can name a couple um monday morning leadership is a, a really good one uh, i can you can put it in the show notes if you want but um uh, it's a short read it's like 90 pages i like these short reads because they're they're yeah, impactful. Uh, yeah it's told from it's just a told from the point of it's just a story it's just a this guy was having a tough time at work uh being a leader and he went to he found a mentor which is um you know, good thing to do if and if you find a mentor, definitely see if you can get in touch with one. Um, he found a mentor and he had um, you know Monday morning meetings with him. Um, huh. And every Monday he goes through lessons of like how he's growing as a leader. And the the mentor was you know giving him tips and telling him to you know try this and try that. And um, it's a great read. It just kind of takes you through um, a real world example every Monday, just trying new things and getting uh, you know getting better at um, being a leader. So. Right. Um, it's a good short one. Um, let's see, it's a good book, uh, So Good They Can't Ignore You. Uh, it's by Cal Newport. Um, that kind of, that goes against the, you know, do what you're passionate about, which I found interesting. I, I just like to, I like to see that side, which is great. You know, everybody says, oh, follow your passion, follow what you're good at. Um, but what he says, it's, it's more of an iterative process. It's, you know, take where you're at now and look at what your Jason Possible is. Just look at what's next to you. So Jason Possible being... I'm here. I have a couple options. Just look at the immediate future. What's what's around you? What can you do with you what what you got? And then kind of take little steps there in the right direction. So, you might want to be like a movie producer. You might want to be, you know, leader of a multi-million dollar corporation, but you're right here. You don't have that opportunity just yet. You have to kind of look around right where you are. Like there might be two or three options that would that are within your reach and you have to kind of go for those options first. You can't just, you know, reach for the stars and go all out because I mean you got a family to take care of you got right. you know it, it's hard to just take you know go from nothing to something so right. um, as so good they can't ignore you is a good uh, there's a lot of good stories in there too that just kind of people that that 
they're successful, they're millionaires, but they weren't, it wasn't an overnight success. You see everybody saying, oh, they're an overnight success, but that's not the true reality. People right. have to work hard. They had, you know, a lot of failures, you know. Right. Some of these movie stars, you know, they, you hear lots of t- tales about even the, you know, football players. They say, oh, you're such a great football player, but, you know. You, you don't know what, what that person's journey was. They're in the gym every day, they're taking setbacks, they got injuries, yeah. so it's, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's a good one. Um, let's see, another good one. Um, time management's a big thing, so any time management books you can find are great. As uh, one, 15 Secrets of Time Management. That's uh, a good one. Uh, another good um, story lesson is uh, Peaks and Valleys. It's, um, it's a short story. You can get an audio book, too, if you want. Um, it's just a basic parable about um, the peaks and valleys of life. Um, that helped me just kind of visualize kind of where I'm at and where I'm going. Okay. Um, everybody will have their valleys, you know. Absolutely. When things aren't going well, you get your valleys, but, you know, always look to the peak. So right, it's right. a good parable about that. So I like that one as well. Um, a couple other ones. Let's see. Um, I find, I don't know if you're a fan of him, but Richard Branson, he's, he's mm-hmm. a really, mm-hmm. a true leader. If you're looking for a true leader. Right. All the companies he started have been quality companies. Um, mm-hmm. Anything by him as far as, they're all like autobiographies. A lot of good lessons from uh, Richard Branson. You know, gotcha. I don't know if you're a fan, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, you look at all the companies he started, they're all quality. They're not. They're not looking to make money. They're looking to be quality companies. They're, right. They're they're creating leaders there in right. those companies. So right. I'd like to pull some lessons from him. I think that's a, that's good. Yeah, that's so. good. I think um, also talking about the leadership, what popped in my mind is um, and, and and these are like strategies, guys. That 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 we're we're talking about. We're talking about how to become a better leader. We're talking about how to develop people. You know, um, and and we're giving you some tips, but I, I think also. I think um, a leader, a good leader, have to, they have to be fair and consistent. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, because there's times where, you know, you, you know, you may have a weak link on your team. You may have um, a team member or employee that's not pulling their weight. Sure. And you can't babysit them. I mean, after you have empathy, after you try to develop, if that person isn't trying to, if they're not turning the corner, and it may be a situation, it may not be a situation that they're not getting it. It may be a lack of work ethic. Yeah. Um, but there are times, there are times as a manager where you have to write somebody up, that you have to discipline them. Sure. You know, but you got to be fair and you have to be consistent. I've seen plenty of situations where favoritism was involved, and that can be toxic in, in, in the workplace as well. You know, um, you know, when other employees look and they see, you know, what, you know what, well, this happened, the same thing happened with so-and-so, but nothing happened. Yeah. Or, you know, or so-and-so was always being picked for these to lead the projects. Yeah. That's also toxic yeah. in, in, the work, in the workplace. So I think that, uh, do you agree that also a leader, a good leader, they need to work on being fair and consistent? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Honesty is a big part of leadership, you know, just being honest mm-hmm. with your employees and, yeah, trying to be fair. Um and it goes back to the trust. Yeah. Like like you said. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of leadership is also mentoring. So I mean if you if you want to build leaders, you have to be a good mentor and you have to be a mentor to pretty much everybody. You can't just be like, Oh, I'm gonna pick this person and they might right. I'm gonna mentor them. You gotta hold people's hands, you know, along the way too. Some people aren't gonna be as strong as the other people. Right. You might have to hold this person's hand less than this person and you gotta be fair. And you gotta say, Hey, listen, yeah, I know you're 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 my strong you're my strong guy, you're my strong girl. Let me go to this guy because he needs help. And so I gotta spend more time here. And just yeah, communicate and just say, hey, listen, I'm I'm favoring this person because they need more help. 
Um, but I'm going to be fair to everybody. So, right. yeah, it's hard. It's a, it's a tough balance. But. That's good. That's good. So we talked about, you know, good leaders are hard to find, but we can get there. We can, we can develop. We can certainly become better listeners. I mean, you, you heard Paul talking about, you know, just re- leading through listening, being a skeptic, capturing your ideas, read, 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 be fair and consistent. I mean, we talked about a whole array of things of, of how we can get there to be better leaders, and it's needed. It's needed not only in our jobs, it's needed in our businesses, in our homes. Leaderships are hard to find, but we can definitely turn the corner. It takes work, and we can get there. So, Paul, thanks so much for, for coming in, stopping in tonight. I know, yeah, uh, me. you know, I appreciate you uh, sharing the nuggets with the audience. <laughs> yeah, hopefully there's some good nuggets in there. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Where can they find you, Paul? Uh, yeah, just uh, hit me up on email. Uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, PC De Palma, but we'll put that in the show notes if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely shoot me a line. I'm definitely open to discussing anything you guys want. Awesome, 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 awesome. And you guys heard, you heard it, Paul De Palma. And I hope you encourage. I hope you inspired, and I hope that you understand that, man. I mean, there's some better things out there. Once you become a better leader, once you find a better leader, once you develop yourself as a leader, they're hard to find and they're really needed. So tune in next time for this episode of uh, the next episode of the Dream Talk podcast. Let's keep moving. Let's get it. 2018. Appreciate you. Peace. You've been listening to the Dream Talk Podcast with Algernon Hall. For more information, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to the Apple Podcast and subscribe, rate, and leave a review for this podcast. Be sure to come back next week and join me for the Dream Talk Podcast with Algernon Hall, where we dream, believe, and make history. Special thanks to Jubilee Children's Entertainment, LLC, for all of your character educational needs from pre-K to 12th grade. Also, uh, finaldraftdesign.com for graphic design and web development. Lovetraveling.com for luxury travel deals and airfare. And last but not least, Kayla Creator for marketing and great advertisement. This episode is produced, engineered, and recorded by Reggie Dupree of finaldraftdesign.com.